You're listening to The Confidence Podcast, your one-stop shop for motivation, inspiration, and confidence to help you boldly and bravely take action on your dreams. I'm your host, Trish Blackwell, and I teach entrepreneurs and dream chasers to take action on the dream God put on their hearts. I empower go-getters to get past their stubborn insecurities so they can crush their goals, outgrow their fears, and create prosperity in their businesses and lives. It's time to rise and shine. Let's dive deep. What's up, guys? It's Trish Blackwell, your host of The Confidence Podcast, and you're listening to episode number 370, and we're on the precipice of a brand new, not just year, but decade. If you are a an every week listener, you are a subscriber, then you probably are listening on December 31st when this episode dropped. If you're not subscribing, uh, hit that subscribe button, right? Like, oh, I don't want you to miss out on motivation in your pocket and confidence in your ears. We all need to pour truth in our minds. It is impossible to oversaturate your mind with truth. And that's what we're talking about here on the Confidence Podcast. We are a podcast, a confidence community worldwide of go-getters, of people who want to be action takers, who want to rise into their fullest potential through training their thoughts. Because confidence is a muscle. It's something that we can train. It's something we choose to step into, not just every month, not just every week, not just every day, but every moment, every hour. You've got a decision of how you're going to direct your thoughts because your thoughts and your words create the narrative of your life. They are a conversation that you are having all the time. And the person you're going to speak to the most in your life, the conversation you will have the most in your entire life is that with yourself. So we got to make sure my job as your confidence coach is to make sure that the conversation with yourself gives you life so that you can show up into this world in a life-giving way that matters because y'all we got a lot of darkness in this world. There's a lot of bad things going on. There are a lot of there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of problems. But there's a lot of capable, talented, called, gifted, um, courageous, bold people like you who need to show up not as a half yourself, but as your full self. And that's why we train our confidence. Because by doing that, by training your confidence, you are training your courage. By training those two things, you are stepping into your calling to contribute to the world in a way that matters. So I'm ex- can you tell I'm excited? I'm excited about this concept. And I'm really... I. I actually do two resets, two annual resets. I do a New Year's Day because, you know, I'm a motivated kind of girl. I like trends. I like getting on board with New Year, New You, all those cliche things that I'm sure there are a lot of other um, <clears throat> thought leaders out there saying, you know, don't buy into that. Just every day is a new day. And I agree with that, too. But there's something to be said about a hard reset. So I really do enjoy a January 1st reset. I also really enjoy a May 17th reset. That is my birthday every day. Every year on my birthday, I, I, I create new goals. I create a new concept for myself as that age. I'm currently 36. 36 was a big year for me, as I said to myself on when I turned 36. I remember I remember. I was on the stair climber. I was working out and I, I just went, okay, 36, this is the year I say yes to God about everything. And it's been really interesting to seeing how that has made me show up in different ways in my marriage, in my business, in my friendships, in my parenting, in my writing. I'm working on a new book. You guys, like, it's just, it's so helpful to, to create time and create space to say, what are my goals? What are my objectives? And what is the direction I'm going? Because if if you don't do that, you're just spinning your wheels. I'm not, this is not going to be an episode about setting goals. In some ways, it's about goal setting. But this is deeper. This is better. I want to talk to you this, this week today about 
setting a vision. Now, <laughs> how appropriate that 2020 vision is perfect vision, and we're, we're launching into 2020. But even beyond just looking at this next year, we are at the start of a new decade. And I don't know about you, but if you think back to where you were 10 years ago, it's pretty extraordinary. I think of Trish in 2010, it's completely different Trish. I hadn't met my husband yet. My entire life changed nine years ago when I met my husband. It was actually like uh, nine years and like four days ago, I walked in to a restaurant on a blind date and my life changed forever, right? That blind date lasted for seven hours and we could not stop talking. And here we are like, you know, 2.5 kids, the 0.5 is the dog, so 2.5 kids and a white picket fence later. Um, something I never even knew I wanted or anyways, it just, it just compels me to, to encourage you to think big as you listen today of what is possible, how different your life can be 10 years from now for what you want to project in 2030. So in today's episode, which is episode 370, by the way, if there's anything I reference or refer to, or you're like, Ooh, she's, that was like, I like how she said that. Sometimes I can I talk off the cuff. Every now and then, my stuff that's got like some good alliteration to it, that's typically written down, and that will be in the show notes for you. So you can go and find those show notes at trishblackwell.com forward slash 370. But um, we're talking about using words, words to craft your 2020 vision, because words paint our lives. They they pave our paths. And the reality is that we all look at everyone else's lives and we look at like, they just, it was so obvious. Like it's, oh, you did this and then this and then this, and then you went to law school and then you went to work for a firm and then you did this and then you climbed up the ladder and now you're a partner. It seems when we look at the outside, because we only see people's highlights reel, highlight reels, that what they do seems so, 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 so structured, so handed to them almost, even though they're working hard. And then when you look at your path, you're like, oh, I'm looking at these like a forest of weeds. And the reality is that we all actually feel that even if you're looking at someone, you think, well, it seems like their next steps were super clear to them. They weren't. You're just seeing their highlight reel. They are just like you. You're standing and looking at everyone else's life and going, well, why are that? Why does it come so easy to them? And then you go, why do I have to bushwhack my own path? The thing is, we all do. If you are going to, unless you, unless you want to just get through life, then you can go on the path that's already been paid. You can follow and replicate things that other people have done and end up being eh, okay, kind of happy, but you're not happy. You're not unhappy. And that's certainly a choice you can make in life. Or you can choose to step into an absolute abundant, overflowing with joy, life-giving life by having the, the confidence and also faith to go, all right, this isn't the direction I'm going. There's not a path there yet. I'm going to start walking. I don't need to know steps A, A, steps, um, A to Z. I just have to know steps A and then B, and then I'll figure out C. I'm not even worried about LMNOP. You just show up. Everything we experience in life and interpret through our circumstances depends upon the words that we choose to describe and analyze what we see and feel. Your words, y'all determines your world. This podcast episode is going to fire you up about, about fire you up about the incredible power of words, how to use them better in your life and how to train your thoughts consistently. I'm going to tell you about the power, how I, I really, I was, you know, I always loved words, but I never understood the power of them. And then how to change the quality of the words you think. And this might be like, is this really possible? It is. It is is I have made this my full-time living, my full-time business. I'm also going to coach you today on changing the station of your internal thoughts and the difference between a goal 
and a vision and how to make your vision happen for 2020 and for the decade to come. Before we dive into the coaching, I've got our quick announcement and a review of the week. The announcement is that, listen, if you want a solid vision for 2020 but aren't where to start, I have all of my best goal setting and planning resources releasing into the College of Confidence this week for my students and members. You're not going to want to miss out on this. I put together a 36-page, I mean, I want to call it, it's pretty beautifully designed if I don't say so myself, um, just vision planner where you you review and preview your past year, your next year. We, we re- review and we preview the last decade and the next decade. You write a letter of gratitude to yourself. I mean, I, listen, I am excited and my, my, my clients, my, my, my members have been raving about what this, this workbook is. I want to get it in your hands. You will get instant access to the handbook, the 2020 vision setter, and hundreds of hours of coaching content, structured courses, and our community personal support from me, as well as frequent live group coaching calls by joining the College of Confidence. So come check us out. You, if you, if you really want to make 2020 your year, you got to do something different. You need a coach. You need a coach, and you need a life-giving community keep to keep you grounded, keep you motivated, keep you accountable, and keep you going. Because these goals that we have, these goals and ideas and visions that you're setting, they're not just a check the box and it's all gonna. You're gonna be really motivated, and then it's gonna you're gonna plateau down. You're gonna be really motivated, and then it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna dip. This motivation and vision and pursuing vision and following your dreams it's a roller coaster and it's not meant to be done on your own and that's why i created the college of confidence so go check it out at collegeofconfidence.com and if you haven't yet signed up for my free 20 minute power packed webinar on how to stop caring what people think uh it might just be what you need to start 2020 off right because chances are the reason you're not pursuing your dreams that you're not believing in that vision you're not going next level It's because you're really afraid that you might look silly or you might look stupid or so-and-so might think this about you or your mom might think fill in the blank. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I've struggled with it, which is why I wanted to share with you the three things I use to the state to help me separate myself when I start caring too much what people think. It helps me have freedom. So grab your free spot in this webinar at trishblackwell.com forward slash class. Now, um, our review of the week is from my Minnesota friend. That's what her username is. And she said, heart full of Jesus, five stars. Okay, Trish, I had to stop what I was doing and message you after hearing your review of the week the other day, because wow, not only did you have the guts to reveal to your audience a one-star review, but you totally owned it. Everything you speak comes from the heart, a heart full of compassion, kindness, and you said it, Jesus. And maybe that's not for everybody, but for girls like me and like many others, it's exactly what we need in a world like this, a world where Comparison, materialism, and hustling to the point of exhaustion is all too common. Being a full-time interior designer, having my own photography business, and coaching college tennis at the age of 23 is a little crazy, I'll admit. But it wasn't until the past this past July that I realized I needed to slow down and take care of myself. Unfortunately, it took me being sick for a month with mono to make me wake the hell up and change my lifestyle. My competitive personality didn't know how to slow down until I was forced to. Girl, I'm raising my hand here. I definitely resonate with that. There have been times when I felt like a failure because I didn't meet my own unrealistic expectations and it weighed down on me more than it should have. The Confidence Podcast has helped me so much to redirect my priorities that have been neglected for too long and stand still in the love of Jesus. So Trish, thank you for being transparent. Thank you for sharing your story. And thank you for helping me get back to the girl that God created me to be. You are changing lives, but haters gonna hate 10 stars blessings your minnesota friend and minnesota friend girl you say you just this is like the biggest virtual hug you could ever give me um 
you better believe I'm going to reread this to give myself courage when I'm feeling discouraged. Thank you for that. Um, and I'm cheering you on. I'm so proud of you for for hitting hitting that rock bottom and going, okay, something's got to change. And I and you had to change what you put onto yourself. There was this this thing that's stirring in my heart right now. Speaking of, you were talking about working hard, like this this way we drive ourselves. And you guys, um, the past couple of episodes, it was three sixty eight. I talked about um, how to stop putting so much pressure on yourself. And episode three sixty seven is about how to stop being so self critical. This is a topic that resonates with so many of us um, who are driven. Right, you're driven to a point that it. Be- becomes detrimental and I have I spent so many years of my life struggling with that and I would I used it because I was determined to say well I don't I don't want to waste one opportunity I don't want to waste one little teensy weensy ounce of talent that was given to me or opportunity and so because of that I drove myself with a work ethic that was unhealthy and the thing that's been stirring in my heart this week that in my own life to think about, and I, since I'm recording and talking off the cuff, I'll share with you guys, is that there's a significant difference between working hard and working with your heart. Now, I want to work hard. Yeah, I mean, as a, as, as a person of integrity, as a person who values my work ethic, and that's one of the things I admired in my dad so much growing up and just watching his work ethic and that he would do anything to provide for our family. And he worked 70, 80-hour weeks and traveled four hours a day to, to make that happen. He sacrificed a ton. And part of that makes me feel slightly indebted. But then I also want to take that and emulate it. But there's a difference to when that when it's necessary, there are certainly seasons of necessity for that. But we were not created to live like that forever. And as an entrepreneur and a mompreneur and, and a person who wants to live an abundant, engaged, present life, I can't live, I can't work those hours. This is not, it's not, I've done it, but it's a lot of forced unhappiness it's not I pretend that it's all good but meanwhile you exhaust yourself until you get you get sick or burnt out and so what what's been stirring in my soul is this concept of what if I what if instead of 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 striving to work hard that I strive to work with my heart I want to work with my heart I want you to listen on the other end of this microphone with your earbuds and think she gets me I feel her heart. I feel her love. I feel her her transparency. I feel her vulnerability. I, I gosh, I just appreciate her storytelling and her coaching. That to me is so much more important than me figuring out a better um, Facebook ad to get um, as you know, like a, a business end side of, of, of angling. So I'm, I'm going to do both. I'm going to be responsible and be good um, steward of everything I've been given and use the tools and I'm going to maximize what I can on, 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 on growing my business. But the best way for me to grow my business and my message is to work with my heart, not to work hard. Working with my heart means doing the things I need to do, like doing quiet time, taking time to walk my dog, taking care of myself, practicing what I preach in essence but to do that I have to do I have to slow down I have to slow down simplify and strategize and that is what if you guys haven't yet taken my original webinar the whole premise of how I teach confidence is that there's a formula it's called the confidence formula and it is three parts it is slow down simplify and strategize and so um, to me, that's what working with your heart is. And then my challenge to you, as you think about your goals in 2020, it's not going to just be about hustle. I'm more, I'm, I want to know what, where your heart's going to be. How are you going to work with your heart, not just with your hours or your hustle? Okay, so let's dive into our coaching on words, okay? So the coaching on words that I, I, I mean, what's so interesting is I, I never knew I would, 
I never knew I'd be doing this, but it's so interesting. I've always known that I've been doing this, would do this. I have loved words since I was a little girl. I, if you haven't heard this, I got to tell you, I, as a kid, my favorite thing to do while I eat my cereal in the morning was to read the dictionary. This was like at seven, eight, nine, ten, up to 16, 17, 22 years old. I, I just love it. I loved, I know it's kind of cumbersome. My mom would hate that I had left this big old bulky dictionary in the kitchen table, but I just loved finding new ways to say the same thing. And I also, if you don't know, I, I went to um, when I, uh, my degree is in French and with a minor in Spanish. And so technically, I'm, um, you know, give or take how often I'm using it, I am fluent in both languages. And I speak a little bit of Italian and some sign language, some American sign language. And all to what cause? I, you know, I, it's funny, I pursued linguistics, a degree in linguistics. I lived internationally. I thought I was going to work for an international company. And I thought I would go and be um, a translator or be part of the CIA and here um, in the US like I that how I needed to use my degree right but isn't it interesting I love how God works I am using my degree I have a passion and a, a love an unquenchable love for words now you you look at that and you're like that's cool but Trish you're not you, I mean this podcast is in English like glad you work so hard to master French and Spanish but you're talking to me in English but the way I'm able to use my words on this podcast and the words that I write in my books and on my blog and in my emails and all of that in the way I coach. I'm constantly interpreting different words, using different and exchanging different English words to better describe or better communicate a concept so that I, I can reach more people with the same concept. Does that make sense? And I've had to do that in my own self-coaching. I've had to figure out, okay, I know this to be true, but it's not resonating for me. Or I'm not making changes based on this. I'm not taking action. How do I get it deeper? And it comes by changing the words, by interpreting it differently. If you will, I think the translating back and forth between English and these other languages got me into the practice of saying, whoa, words matter. And I used to be so frustrated. There were certain phrases in French and there's certain phrases in Spanish. There are certain in English that I'm like, gosh, like, look, there's no other word like this in, um, in French. Like I could say that and translate this phrase to French, from French to English, but it just doesn't, it doesn't work as well. It doesn't translate. And the same thing with every language. There are certain preferences that I had for certain words. And I just wish I could do this big like language mix. And because I experienced that in my studies and in the beginning of my career, I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. What if that's what training the thought our minds are? What if that is what confidence is? Confidence is learning how and, 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 and setting yourself up for a successful mindset so you can live out your dreams and make a difference in this world with confidence and courage all depends upon the words you choose. And if you are choosing words that don't work for you, you need to choose other words. You need to pull in other language. And we have that language available to us. It's so incredible, right? So, and sometimes you got to try language on for, on for size, try a new phrase on for size, Try a new word on for size. And so that is why today we are devoting a whole episode to the power of words. Because it wasn't until I realized why I love languages that it was really that I just loved words and that words changed my life. I can, and I want to challenge you as you listen to point to a few, a few of the best things you've ever heard or said or had said to you. So somebody said words to you that changed your life. There have been words that mentors have spoken to me that have changed the course of my life. There have also been painful, abusive, hurtful, and malicious words that have been said to me 
that almost destroyed my life, that drove me to depression, that drove me to painful places. So words give us, the, the power of words is that they give us life or death. And the more I thought about that and the more I incorporate this into my coaching and the more, what, what I love is that we get to become masters of words. And that's why growth is so exciting. You don't have to, like English language, and the reason I love languages of all, of all types is that it doesn't matter how great you are at that language, there's, there's no finish line. So look, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm a native English speaker, but I still make grammatical mistakes, sometimes intentionally, sometimes not. Uh, and I certainly still have a ton of vocabulary to learn. Like I, I just the other day, I was asking my husband what something meant because I thought I knew what it meant, but I wasn't sure. So, you know, you got to, and I looked up another word and I used the thesaurus and I'm out constantly. And let's also talk about the fact that language is alive. There are new words and new phrases being added all the time. And the same thing when in, in my, in the foreign languages that I love, there's, I love that um, it was good for my personality being somebody that was prone to want to focus on the destination that in French that there is no destination. The, the destination is communication. So the communication, the whole outcome is to communicate. That means that there is no measuring or assessment. It's just the joy of learning words and finding new words. And there were always new colloquialisms to learn. And interest, one of my favorite things I just learned recently, thanks to my, 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 um, my sweet friend from France, um, Blanche, is that the French word, so like the English word to chill is actually now used fluently in French. I asked her the other day, the other day it was a couple months ago, I said, hey, so like if you just, just tell me like, so if I was to say, hey, what'd you do this weekend? I, I chilled and watched Netflix. How would you say that? Like, like as a cool person in French, not as like an English speaker trying to say it properly. And she would, she said, oh, you would say, j'ai chillé, j'ai regardé Netflix. And I'm like, what, what? You said, you take the English word and you Frenchified it? She goes, yeah. On va chiller. I'm like, what? My, my mind was blown. And that my mind was blown because it was excited because words are alive. So not only are words alive, but they give you life. And so I'm so I'm, I'm geeking out so much on words right now, maybe because a week and a half ago, drum roll, drum roll, I got myself a new tat. And now I say it like a cool kid, like oh, I got a new tattoo. It's my second like period. And it took me my first one I got like 10 years ago. So I'm on the one tattoo a decade, decade kind of plan. Um, but I just, and I'm going to, I'm going to direct you guys to, um, I'm going to post a picture of it. I'm so, I just, I'm in, I'm in love with it. I love it. Um, it's going to be in the show notes at trishblackwell.com forward slash 370, or you can check out my Facebook or Instagram this week. And um, on Insta, I'm Trish underscore Blackwell. On Facebook, it's Trish Blackwell Coaching. Um, but for it's on my left hand. Um, it's my forearm. And so it's my, my other tattoo is on my hip, so it's not visible, but it's on my forearm. And it's a cross that says freedom. And it represents so many things to me. I, this, this concept of freedom. And you guys have heard me talk about it before on previous podcasts. But this, what I can, reason I wanted to, to tell you about it is that I believe in the power of a word so much that I want to make sure I never forget a word. Like a word that has changed my life. It, it's, I, to me, a tattoo is the ultimate post-it note, right? And so throughout the day, I'm seeing this word. I'm like, oh, right, freedom. I'm starting to get stressed and pressure. Oh, right, wait, I'm free from that. That's the old Trish. The new Trish doesn't stress about that. I'm free, I'm free. My other tattoo is joie de vivre, the French phrase for joy of living. And I chose that word 
10 years ago because I needed more joy in my life. And so I needed to see the word joy every single time I went to the bathroom. Pull my pants down, there's joy. Pull it back up, there I go. Get dressed, I see joy. Joy, joy, joy. And that joy is a choice. And it did. I felt... Um, and I'm not advocating go get a tattoo. Or like, if you're a tattoo person, yeah. If you're not, no. But find a way to get the word that ma- that moves your soul into your bones because it will change your life. I got I, I, when I walk around, I can feel joy in my bones. I feel freedom in my being now because I'm seeing the word over and over and over. Repetition has a really powerful effect on us. And so, as you think about 2020, and you just think about the next decade, what are the words that you want to to, to take up the most space in your life. Those are the words that I want you to claim today. And the power of words, and this is a biblical concept, and wherever, wherever you're coming from a faith standpoint, um, this is an incredible proverb that I had to share with you, and it's Proverbs 18.21. This is a concept that is in the Bible that is then taken and replicated in so many other different types of, of teaching capacities and, and, and concepts. This is a universal concept. And it is this, the tongue in the new NIV version, it says the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat of its fruit. Let me, let me give you a, a more modern translation. That's the, the message translation says words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. You choose. Words kill or words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. And the thing is, you're either poisoning yourself or you're either giving yourself fruit. Now, if you're thinking, okay, well, Trish, I can't control my words. That, get that I, I get it because I remember, I remember spiraling and thinking, I read these things, I knew my words mattered, but the more I thought about trying to work my control my thoughts, the more out of control my thoughts felt. Believe me, I've been there. That is why I've. That's why I do the College of Confidence. The College of Confidence is your online training coaching platform, like the Netflix of life coaching for training your thoughts. Because it's not just a oh, I just need to think clearer. No, there's there's a process. There's coaching. There's journaling. There's a whole structure to taking a thought captive, replacing it, and using your words to give you life, to to give you fruit, to give you the the life that you should be living, not one that's pressing you down making you stagnate, putting you on the sidelines, or suppressing your greatest potential. Now, word choice, this isn't interesting. I did a little bit of research, um, and I'm going to, I've got the, the articles linked. It's an NPR article that I found on the, on the, on word choice. And when you're talking to yourself in a scenario where you are coaching yourself and you're effectively hoping for change, the difference between using your name in third person and just saying I matters significantly. So let me read to you from this article, which again is linked in the show notes. They say psychologist Ethan Cross of University of Michigan led the work studying the pronouns people use when they talk to themselves silently inside of their minds. What we find, Cross says, is a subtle linguistic shift. Shifting from I to your own name can have really powerful self-regulatory effects. Cross decided to do an experiment to see what would happen if non-famous people were instructed to try the same technique. They referenced something that Kanye West did when he was doing self-talk before he had to go on stage. So, The article continues, he asked volunteers to give a speech with only five minutes of mental preparation. As they prepped, he asked some of them to talk to themselves and address themselves as I. Others, he said, he asked to call themselves you or to use their names as readied by their speeches. Cross said that people that used I had a mental monologue that sounded something like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? I can't prepare a speech in five minutes without notes. It takes days for me to prepare a speech. 
People who used their own names, on the other hand, were more likely to give themselves support and advice saying, like, saying things like, Ethan, you can do this. You've given tons of speeches before. These people sounded more rational and less emotional because they were able to get a distance from themselves. Now, so think about that. You're, you're making a choice. You're feeling overwhelmed. I feel so overwhelmed. I, I'm not sure what to do. I'm so stressed out. My aunt, instead, hey, Trish, you've got this girl. You're not overwhelmed. You've got more than enough time to do what you need to do, and you are more than capable. Just do what the next, the next right thing is. Just take care of that email, and then do the next thing next. Let's say you're, you're, you're working on your emotional eating at night and really um, managing your, um, your nighttime routine, and you're just starting to get snacky. And, oh, gosh, I'm so snacky. I can't do this. No, no, talk to yourself, Trish. You are really doing a great job at and, and so capable at making change. This new routine you're working on, it matters. I'm proud of you. You got this. Right? It's just you can take this concept into so many different different ways, but it's phenomenal. Make sure you check out that NPR article. It's pretty, pretty interesting. And start at, it, here's the thing. I think we don't talk to ourselves in the third person because we think it sounds kind of crazy. But I'm going, I'll go for crazy because crazy gets results and you're the only one that knows it anyway. So just embrace it. Right. And there is something to be said. Someone said something really, give me really great advice the other week. Um, and at first I was offended, but actually it was brilliant. And I'm not, I'm not offended because I need to take the advice itself because the advice was don't take yourself so seriously. You want more freedom in your life. You want to have more courage, be more bold, go know how to get to that next level. Stop taking yourself so seriously. Just go give something a try. Go, go. You're gonna make yourself. Um, you're gonna make mistakes. It's okay. It's okay because you don't take yourself seriously. Just go, right? And so there's this this self talk that might make you go, "Am I actually talking to myself?" And and you need to say, "Yeah," and I own it. I own it because it's what's gonna get me to that next level. I'm stepping into a vision because words paint your life, and they either make your they make your life richer and more beautiful or emptier. And void. And you know, I had something I wanted to share with you. Um, think about 2020 as the as the year and the start of the decade. As the decade, the decade is. I mean, gosh, 10 years from now, where are you going to be? But this 2020 mark tomorrow is the year you upgraded your words. Like you can think about it. there's a there's a TV show on Netflix that my kids love. It's called Word Party. And I was thinking it's like a word party. It's a word upgrade. You and you think about somebody that's upgraded their life. They've upgraded their car. They got a Maserati, they got a Tesla, they got a brand new house, they got a pool in their backyard, they got a sweet outdoor living space, whatever it might be. They got a new job that would double their salary. Okay, so they're high rollers now, and so are you. So you're a high roller with your words. You you keep better company. You have higher standards. You are more choosy with what you put into your mind, with what articles you read, with how much time you spend on social media. You are more choosy because you are your words. But think about it. I'm a high roller with my words. My words have high integrity because they are what they're what I, they what are what help me experience my life. I want them to be good words. So um, there's an there's an activity I love to to work on with my coaching clients. It's something I want to share with you. Um, I, I really encourage I, I, you. I mean, I want you to have goals. I want you to have vision. That's a whole that's a whole nother, gosh, podcast series. But more important than that, I want you to have a word this year. I want you to have a word. I'm not saying we need it tattooed on you, but pick one word. And if you really want to go deep, I want you to go back into the last decade. You want to go super deep. You want super bonus points? Go to the last 
two decades and attribute one word to describe that whole year. So it's a very interesting journey when you're able to look back and, and be able to look at, all right, 2008 was my year of courage. 2011 was my year of love. 2016 was my year of stability. 2017, my year of miracles. Um, you know, and I look at, you know, for me, this word freedom like that, I can, I know when I got that, that freedom became an important concept to me. And so this year projecting to 2020, my new book I'm working on is this, it's called Delight. It's this concept that God doesn't just love us. He delights in us. That life isn't just good. It's abundantly good. It's beautiful. But like how to talk about that in a really realistic, like it's raining on a Monday and my kids just pooped and there's mud in my car kind of way. So delight is this word that I felt felt foreign to me for so long. And in the last, the last 18 months, I kind of feel like the concept's been chasing me. And so I'm showing up. That's what I'm writing about. And that's what I've determined. My book is going to be finished and it will be done this year. And so 2020, my word is delight. I want to get obsessed about anything that is delightful, delight, finding delight in the daily. And so um, I want you to pick a word for 2020. Now, I'm going to share with you some ideas. My word of 2020 is delight. From 2019, it was enough. I wanted, I was focused on inadequacy and enoughness. I just chose I'm enough, enough. 2018 was abundance. 2017 was miracle because my, my, my son and I were miraculously um, still alive from a very um, traumatic birth. 2016, stability. 2015, growth. 2014, entrepreneurship. So that's when I went full-time for myself and my business. 2013, commitment. That's when I got married. 2012, adventure. 2011, love. 2010, endurance. Uh, tw- 2009, independence. 2008, courage. 2007, confidence. That's really when I started like working on confidence, 2008, healing, 2005, freedom, 2004, discovery, 2003, humility, 2002, connection, 2001, adulthood, because that's when, that's when I graduated high school. So I was like, okay, that's the mark of adulthood for me. But it's a really, really fun and challenging exercise. Um, and I would encourage you, I just keep a list on my phone, just the notes section. So choose yours and then find ways to surround yourself with that word. And there's, um, I wanted to talk to you also briefly today about changing the station of your internal thoughts. Um, recently we, we cut off our satellite radio in our Jeep and I was driving around and, you know, you get used to satellite radio and then you don't have it. Um, and I was just scrolling stations and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much static and it's easy. Like you got, I got tired of scanning for stations and I just put it on something. And then it was like, I mean, just trash. It was something I couldn't even under, I just had no idea what I was listening to him, but I had been listening to it for like 10, 15 minutes. And if you think about our minds and our thoughts, the radio of your mind is always on. And so I want to, one of the things I do in my coaching in the college confidence and with my clients is to make sure that your radio, your internal mental radio is always tuned to what you want. And so to what will encourage your vision. And so that leads me to also, so I just wanted to challenge you as you think about it, are your thoughts tuned into the right station? Are you thinking about the right things? And if you aren't sure how to do that, come join us in College Confidence. We'll teach you how to do that. The difference between, I wanted to talk to you about the difference between sight and vision. Now, it's interesting, um, since we, at least I can, I can do some linguistic throwbacks here, since we already talked about my love of languages. Um, this is a case where I think Spanish is better, because the vision and sight in English is better, and it's pretty simple in Spanish, but visión y vista. And I... I'm a sucker for alliteration. So vision and vista give you this vision versus sight, right? Like, and like, do you want to live in 2020? And do you want to live for the next 10 years by what you can see and what you think is possible? 
or by what you believe could be possible? Do you want to focus on your potential or your limitations? And your vision is a dream that's big enough that you have to live by faith to see that dream come alive. It's a, it's a dream that where it's stirred in the soul, not in the mind, where you don't know how it's going to happen, but you know that you can get there if you're just willing to be bold and to show up. You know, it doesn't have to be easy, y'all. It's not, let me just guarantee you there, it's not going to be easy, but it, it just has to be possible. And all things are possible when you train your thoughts. So I want you to have a vision proclamation with me. Here's the thing. Your vision is about looking to the future, but it's also about honoring the past and being in the present. So I honor the past. I'm committed to the present and I am dreaming of a better future. So my challenge for you this year is what would happen if you dialed in and only used words and thoughts that serve you, that give you life and that build up those around you that speak to your vision? What is your vision for 2020? What is your vision for the decade? Where do you want to be? What do you want your life to look like in 2030? How much money are you going to be making? Where will you be living? What does your family look like? What does your free time look like? How many hours per week do you work? What is that? What kind of travel are you going to do? How, what, is, what is your spiritual walk with God going to look like? What is your adventure going to look like? How much travel will you be doing? What kind of difference are you going to make in, in the world? What are you going to see change? What are you believing for? pretty exciting, isn't it? Pretty, pretty exciting stuff. And again, I, I know it can be daunting and overwhelming to go, well, I don't know where to start, Trish. Well, great. That's why I coach. That's why you got me. I am. I have room to take on two new clients in the new year. If you're ready and you want to want to go deep and you want a vision that moves your life in a way that has never done before, that you, and I will help you with the strategy. I will help you with the mindset. I will help you stay the course so that you push past the fear. Then reach out, shoot me an email. My email is trish at trishblackwell.com. I'd love to take you on as a one-on-one client. If you um, aren't sure if one-on-one is for you or you're more, you're, you want to honor a budget for yourself for 2020, then the College Confidence is the place to go. It is $57 a month. You get access to my full course library, which currently has over 27 full courses. Plus we do frequent live group coaching calls. We have a quick win courses. We have a resources section. We have a roadmap to confidence. We have everything you could need to grow your confidence. If you are a self-starter and if you are, um, if you're motivated and I, and you get personalized support from me as well, that is collegeofconfidence.com. What I do know is that you don't need to do this all alone. So let's go ahead and dive into our listener of the episode. Okay, so this message came in from my new friend, Amanda Walker. She hosts a podcast, the Feel Amazing Naked podcast. You guys, she's pretty, she's pretty sweet. So I want you to give her a quick listen. Hey, uh, my name's Amanda, and I'm not sure how this crazy social media world allowed me to stumble upon you, but I've listened to a few of your podcast episodes the last, I just kind of you have a quite a library so I'm going back and looking um but I love this one I love that you called them champagne moments um I might have heard that reference before but it stuck with me this time um but I do work with women um I have a podcast as well called feel amazing naked and I run a group program but essentially just getting to the root of what holds us back and as you know it's not about food or fitness it's about so much 
deeper. So your message resonates with me and I just felt like I wanted to connect and possibly um, just see how I can help you, serve you and come together and connect. So I hope you have a great day and I look forward to hearing back. Yeah. So y'all, when I heard uh, she does, I was like, I got to share her because I'm all about supporting and collaborating anybody else in the space that I work that is promoting the same concept, the same message, confidence and empowerment and body confidence and freedom. Y'all I'm in, I'm in. So Amanda, I'm so, so stoked to connect with you. Um, excited to stay connected. You guys, and I want to close out with our new our new part of this of the show, our segment called What's Giving Me Confidence This Week? And it's Jeremiah 23.3. It says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Because here's the deal, y'all. The new year and the new decade holds so many unknowns. And I have had so many visions that overwhelm me. But I'm not sure if you know this, but God often gives us the vision, the what, before he gives us the how. In fact, not often, almost always we get the what before the how. And so when I don't understand or when doors of what I perceive as the opportunity that I wanted to have or seemed that I needed to have, when those doors close on my face or when I'm just not sure where how to get from point A to point C, this has been comforting me. This concept of, hey, I don't need to know it all. I just need to know the one who does. And those who ask for wisdom, receive it. I look forward to this year being a year where I learn even more great and unsearchable things than I've ever known before. And when you look at it from that perspective, it's fun. Like what an adventure life is, isn't it my friends? So embrace the adventure, ask for wisdom, choose your words wisely, and look forward to the best year of your life. Make sure you hit subscribe. If this this episode has resonated with you, leave leave a review. We're still going for that. We're going for our, our year-end goal for our reviews. It means the world to me for you to leave feedback. It's, a, it's like a little love note to me and also helps others see the show. So I got to thank you in advance for everyone who's done that. And for every one of you who's thinking about it, today is the day. All right, you guys, I'll see you in 2020. I will see you in 2020 and I can't wait. Go out there today. Go be more of who you are. Be you. Be free. Thanks for listening. You can get more confidence resources at trishblackwell.com. If you love the show, let me know. Write a review on iTunes or send me an email at trish at trishblackwell.com. Take your confidence to a new level by downloading my free daily guide to confidence, The Confidence Roadmap. You can grab your free roadmap at trishblackwell.com forward slash roadmap. And you know what? I'm thankful for you. Yes, you. So thanks for being you. Now go share the best of you with the world.